When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Judd with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. You like that? You like that? Football. Welcome back to Mackie and Judd with Rami, where between now and 6 o'clock, this has nothing to do with football, but we are giving away Minnesota Wild tickets between now and 6 o'clock. Two pairs of, am I seeing this right, second-row seats? It's amazing. We're giving away second-row seats. Oh, I think I know where those are. Wild those are here. very good, yes. So you can uh, you can basically breathe on the glass. And here's how you win or have a chance to win anyways. You must have the Score North mobile app on your phone. You can find it for free in the Apple or Google Play stores. Register and then enter through listener rewards to have your chance to win. If you already have the app, you just go in and register. Score North app, free to download. Happy hour on Mackie and Judd between now and 6 o'clock. Tom Pelissero from NFL Network. The news today, Philip Rivers. I mean, this kind of trickled out last week, but uh, the, the Chargers and Philip Rivers are parting ways after a decade and a half. Actually, after almost two full decades. What do you think this means for the quarterback game of musical chairs that's going to happen in free agency here? Any early thoughts or steam on where Philip Rivers could wind up, or is retirement an option? It seems like all options are on the table at this point for Philip Rivers. What we know is that he had moved his family out of California, moved them to Florida. Uh, certainly, if you look at you know the struggles of the Chargers as a team last season, Rivers turning the ball over at a higher rate than he had in the past, uh, and knowing that Anthony Lynn in the past has won games with a quarterback like Tyrod Taylor, who is much more risk-averse in terms of turning over the football, you, you could see that this was headed toward most likely a divorce, especially because you know last summer they did not do an extension. He played out his contract. Uh, you know, all signs for a while have been pointing toward Rivers moving on, but yeah, that adds one more uh, compelling name to a list of quarterbacks again that we we thought Rivers was going to be a part of, but it also now you know clearly here on February 10th opens up another spot uh, that we can speculate about in terms of not just the veteran quarterbacks, but that Chargers uh, personnel department's done a lot of work on the quarterbacks. You know, a ton of interviews, a ton of workouts, everything else for you know, probably the past five years here. Haven't drafted anybody, uh, you know, up in the first few rounds. This could be the first time that they finally now look for uh, a succession to the guy who's been their franchise quarterback since, you know, at least uh, they moved on from Drew Brees back in 06. Hey, Tom, g- give me your best guess as we talk uh, right now. Brady goes where? Do, do you think he leaves 
the Patriots. And the, the report from your uh, colleague Ian Rappaport today intrigued me because it almost sounded like Robert Kraft, who owns the team, obviously, was facilitating sort of a, a at least a temporary counseling arrangement of separation between Belichick and Brady and that they might ultimately come back together, but they might not. And so th- this whole thing to me is a soap opera that uh, has become extremely intriguing. We'll have a better idea where Tom Brady ends up, and Tom Brady will have a better idea where he ends up uh, after the combine. Now, of course, because his contract does not void until March 18th, uh, nobody can talk to him or his agent technically until March 18th. But generally, teams' plans begin to crystallize. Word gets around uh, down in Indianapolis in a few weeks here. At this point, you know, what we know is that Tom Brady remains open to uh, going into this, you know, with his eyes open, that he wants to thoroughly explore things. He's never been a free agent in uh, a 20-year career. This is all new. Uh, having said that, there's so much history, so much reason to believe that everybody has a vested interest in Tom Brady uh, finishing his career as a Patriot and that that quite likely is his best chance to win another ring, which at this point is really the only thing that ha- Brady has left. Uh, in terms of driving him, he also likes proving people wrong. Likes to, you know, get a, a year older and continue to play at a high level. Um, but it's it's going to be you're going to be hard pressed to find a lot of better fits. It's it's absolutely one of the driving storylines between Brady, uh, Drew Brees is a free agent, Philip Rivers. What happens with you know Dak Prescott? Can they get a deal done? Jameis Winston, Ryan Tannehill. I mean, it's a it's a long list of uh, unique uh, veteran quarterback situations that are going to be sorted out here over the next six weeks or so. To your knowledge, is there anything to what Michael Irvin discussed with somebody over cranberries and Cokes that the Cowboys are thinking of moving on from Dak Prescott and signing Tom Brady? Well, I saw that my colleague Michael already clarified that uh, he had not uh, talked to anybody in the Cowboys organization who was thinking anything about a uh, trade Dak Prescott sign Tom Brady uh, scenario. There's there's so many moving parts. Listen, I, I've done this long enough to never say never on anything, but there's so many moving parts in terms of, you know, being able to facilitate the contract with Brady, facilitate a trade with Dak. I mean, you're talking about, you know, huge permutations uh, of this entire scenario to even get to a point where it's possible. What I can tell you is that the Cowboys are going to make a big push here to try to get something done with Dak Prescott before the start of, or really before the tag window closes, which is March 10th. That's kind of the, that's the trigger for them. Uh, we'll see whether or not it makes any difference to Prescott, because as I talked about on TV the other day, if you're looking for Dak Prescott, the, the Cowboys have already made clear that they're committed to him as their guy. If they tag you and you have to play the one year on the tag this year, for a guy who was a, what, fourth, fifth round draft pick, hasn't made that much money, he'd make $27 million for one year. They tagged him again in 2021. That's over 32 million. Like your downside is 60 million dollars over two, and then unfettered free agency. That's what yeah. Kirk Cousins did. You know, getting out of Washington. The big difference here is the Cowboys really seem to genuinely like Dak and believe that he can be a franchise quarterback. Uh, this is not the lukewarm Kurt Cousins uh, Washington Redskins approach here. They really want to get a deal done with Dak Prescott. Jerry's never been shy about. You know, cutting big checks, but they're going to want it to be the Cowboys structure, which generally speaking has been longer term, big upfront money, strong cash flow, but you know, something where you're going to be locked up for six, seven, eight years down the road. And we'll see whether or not uh, Dak and his agent, Todd France, who's done plenty of big deals through the years, are going to be able to, to find a middle ground and whether or not they're motivated to do something prior to 
you know, getting closer to that tag window, um, you know, the the deadline to sign for franchise players to sign extensions come July 15th. By the way, Tom Pellicero, NFL Network, you won't find a bigger first world problem than quarterbacks complaining about the franchise tag. Like when you have to, when yes, I get it. You'd like someone to invest in your guaranteed long term future, three, five, seven years. But when someone gives you twenty seven million dollars to to figure it out. I think uh, I think you can make that work. Hey, Teddy Bridgewater. Well, that's, why quarter, that's why quarterbacks don't complain. That's the thing is the the franchise tag can be a weapon for teams to use against players. It's not with the quarterback right. because it's it's such a huge number. And the way that the way that agents to give you the short version of this, the way that NFL agents look at the franchise tag is basically if you get tagged the first time, they more or less calculate two tags. So the first and second tag as the baseline for what your guaranteed money is going to be on a new contract. Now, for Dak, the guaranteed money is likely going to soar well beyond, uh, you know, Russell Wilson got over $100 million in guarantees. He got like $70 million guaranteed at signing. But, you know, the baseline would be $60 million over two. Like, that's the, the starting point. You know, there's other positions. Running back is one where right now the franchise number is going to go up because of some of those recent deals with Gurley and Le'Veon. But right now it's, it's not a very big number. Uh, the linebacker number is not very high. Uh, the, the safety number has gone up, but is, has not historically been really high. So there's different positions. You know, tight end is another one that's lower. You got a bunch of, you know, tight ends right now who are more like wide receivers in terms of their value to the team. Uh, for them, yeah, the, the tag is a weapon. You know, it's like whatever it is, $10 million or so, uh, this year. Uh, that's, that's far less than what the market is probably going to bear out, even though, uh, shockingly enough, the highest paid tight end in the NFL still is 34-year-old Jimmy Graham making $10 million a year from the Packers. Hey, Tom, how would you draw up the Teddy Bridgewater market here? Obviously, there's a waiting game to be played when it comes to Drew Brees to some extent. Do, do, do other teams view him as, yep, he's a starting quarterback with very little competition, or is it still sort of a hedge with him because of injury history and you know he's only started like six games going back to 2015? Well, there's a hedge just because, yes, you did not see him do it over the long haul because he has... Uh, had injury issues through the course of his career. He always, you know, that was one of the things coming out was you wondered because of how narrow he is in the lower body was going to be able to withstand hits and things like that. Now, his injury was a complete freak deal. I mean, that's a non-contact. He hits the top of his drop and a bone pops out of his leg. I mean, there's, I don't know, I don't know how you, you would predict something like that, but you know, there's going to be some questions with that. Really, the, the main question with Bridgewater is not will there be a market, because there will be a market. He's not going to have to go back for six, seven, eight million, whatever he's making this year on a one-year deal. Uh, the real question is, can Sean Payton make a pitch, assuming that Drew Brees goes back to New Orleans, which we'll see in the coming weeks, um, you know, whether that actually happens. Uh, but let's say Brees is back, which everybody right now, I believe, expects is the most likely scenario. Can Sean Payton make any kind of pitch to Teddy Bridgewater? Knowing that last year, I mean, he, he basically talked Teddy out of going to Miami, which ended up being a great thing for Teddy because he actually got on the field and played some games. But he talked him out of it. You're, you're you know, setting up as a successor here. We need you to be part of this team. Teddy likes it in New Orleans. Is there any pitch you can make this year? Or is this going to be a scenario where you know, the money's just too great someplace else, the opportunity's too great? That that's where it starts. Taysom Hill too, who's their you know jackknife. They got to figure that one out too. Sean Payton was on NFL Network during Super Bowl week. Said probably not very likely that all three of those guys can be back. So what are your, you know, what are your choices here? If Breeze comes back, you're probably financially going to be better off keeping Taysom Hill. Plus, he can contribute in other areas. But you know where that leaves Teddy Bridgewater. That uh, that would sting a little bit for Sean Payton to have spent a couple of years grooming the guy. 
than have him walk out the door. But there's there's no question there should be a market out there for Bridgewater. It's just a matter of you know what exactly that looks like. Is it retirement or the Saints for Drew Brees at this point, or do you think there's any chance he explores the free agent market? Never say never on anything. Uh, you know, the Vikings called two years ago the, when they signed Kirk Cousins. It was during the negotiating window. I want to say it was the first day. It was like the Monday afternoon, and somebody told me, you know, <laughs> Vikings just called on Breeze. I was like, yeah, hold on. That's uh, a little bit of a, a, bit of a, a curveball here, and, you know, checked it out. And yeah, they had big place to call, you know, due diligence. They were honed in on Kirk Cousins, but can you imagine the uh, – the alternate universe where Drew Brees joins a Vikings team that had just been in the NFC Championship game, that would have been pretty wild. You know, the thing with Brees is he could have gotten probably more money through the years out of the Saints. He could have gone other places, could have sought other offers. He's always had a habit. You know, he has a very he has a very good and experienced agent, Tom Condon, who's done a lot of, you know, quarterback deals through the years. Uh, you know, to a certain extent, it sounds like Drew in the past has been like, okay, Tom, I'm going to take it from here and then found a way to close out his own deals with the Saints. It, it's hard to imagine that he's not back there. Uh, but again, this is, this is unprecedented upheaval across the league. If, you know, if, and again, I'm just saying if, if Tom Brady leaves, who goes to New England? Do they really want to start over with a young quarterback? Do they call on Drew Brees? I mean, there's all kinds of different rabbit holes we can go down here. It's, it's going to be a fun and, uh, for me, stressful six weeks. Reckless speculation. If Cousins' contract was just up, this would be so much more fun for us personally. Man. Hey, Tommy, what, what role is uh, Dom Capers going to play after, I guess somewhat surprisingly to some of us, being named a senior defensive assistant by the Vikings this afternoon? Usually when you have a, the senior assistant title, it means that you're you know, an extra set of eyes. Uh, and it seems like they're setting this up much like a year ago with Gary Kubiak kind of overseeing uh, Kevin Stefanski, you know, and being able to work with a bright young coach. You know, this year with the way they're splitting up the defensive coordinator duties between Dre Patterson and, and Adam Zimmer, it makes sense you bring in one more person, even though, of course, Mike Zimmer calls the defense. Right. He's heavily involved in it. But bring in, bring in one more person to kind of help with some things. Uh, you know, Capers gets kicked around a lot for – you know, some of the things that happened in the later years with the Packers and, you know, their inability just to, you know, to close the floodgates at times. But he was an innovator, you know, through the years in terms of that fire zone scheme that they really took from Pittsburgh and that he employed through his days in Carolina and Jacksonville and Green Bay. I mean, the Packers won a Super Bowl with the guy calling the defense. I mean, he's been a really good coach for a really long time. Probably isn't a, you know, a full-time coordinator again just at this stage in his career. But, you know, it can only help when you have somebody who has a different background because Capers' background is, is substantially different than um, Mike Zimmer's. To put it really simply, you know, there's been for a long time people looked at it as there's two types of defense, what they do in New England, what they do in Pittsburgh. Well, Zimmer came up under Parcells, who comes from, you know, the New England uh, background, and then you've got – um, you know, Capers coming through Pittsburgh and, and all the people that he worked with there. So it's interesting. It'll be, you know, kind of a, you know, a meshing of two styles. This is clearly going to be Mike Zimmer's scheme, but just to have Capers there and maybe bring some uh, different ideas to the table. I, I think it's a, it's an intriguing fit and one that makes sense uh, for the way that they're structured right now. That is Tom Pelissero from NFL Network Football. <laughs> with Tom Pelissero's NFL Insights, we're gearing up for one of the more fun combine to free agency to draft stretches in uh, in recent history. Tom, when can our listeners catch you on NFL Network throughout the rest of the week? Nothing more this week so I'm going to Disney World. I didn't win anything, but they still allow me to go to Disney World bring the kids. <laughs> so I will be 
catching a little bit of sun before I go into a dark room come next Tuesday and then work on this nonstop around the clock. Awesome, man. All right, Tom, we'll talk soon. See, See you. Thanks, guys. Tom Pelissero, NFL Network. And since we're on the Reckless Speculation, I would like to offer up a reading from Stefan Diggs' Twitter account. Oh, please. Going back a yes. full week. Oh, okay. a I, week. I believe that, that I did the same thing on VetLine today. All right. I'm, I'm going to go through and just sort of... Weekdays, 11 a.m. Available also on Apple, Spotify, or the Score North app. 11 noon, Score North Live, then noon to 2. That leads into Purple Daily, 2 to 4, and 4 to 6, of course, is the show that you are But you know what's the great thing, Judd? What's that? If you love any of those shows, yeah, what and it do? doesn't fit in your schedule, yeah? you can listen to them whenever you damn well please. Wow. How? At scorenorth.com, the yep. Score North app, totally free, by the way. Or Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. It's amazing. I know. I'll have to crazy. keep that in mind. It's crazy. And if you really like the shows, you give a five-star review on Apple or Spotify, and it helps other people discover the shows. Subscribe, comment. Can I tell friends, rate, though? You can all tell friends. If you tell five friends and they tell five friends, then all of a sudden a lot more people, I don't know the math on that, 15 friends. 20? <laughs> 25. 25? Yeah. I don't know, we'll know who we are. I don't know the math on Reckless speculation. That's not reckless speculation. That's just math. Stefan Diggs. All right, here's the the Stefan Diggs Twitter reading, okay? Uh And he's got a couple things mixed in here, like he's retweeting like memes and stuff. But February 6th, four days ago, he said, these days everybody's an expert. Next tweet, some things are left, some things are better left unsaid. (laughs) Later on in February 6th, I don't forget or forgive Later on, on February 6th, God's timing. Then he woke up the next morning and just posted a gif of Kawhi Leonard staring at the camera, not blinking. I didn't see that one. Okay. Here it is. This is Kawhi Leonard All right. staring at the camera, okay. not blinking. Not, okay. not surprising, considering Kawhi doesn't like to blink. And then Stefan Diggs tweeted, I hate people that do you wrong, then try to play the victim. Protect your energy at all cost. Love and positive energy. And then on the ninth yesterday, people don't appreciate things until they're gone. Later on in the day, he tried Wagyu tacos for the first time. <laughs> Shake my head. Torch. Is he saying they weren't good? I think they were hot. Hot. I okay. think he's saying hot. that they were right. spicy. Because yeah. there's no way. I've never had them. But there's no way a Wagyu taco is not good. Yeah, I think he's just saying. I think he's saying they're hot. Okay, good. Yeah, he's got like the crying He probably emoji. didn't get mild. Because yeah. that's impossible. But then he tweeted, business is business, dot, 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 with the shrugging emoji. That's a reading from the Stefan Diggs. Reckless speculation. How, Are we supposed to snap when someone does How badly do you think we're all being played by a guy who's bored? Do you think he's tweeting about him and the Vikings, or is he just, is it like a relationship? Well, I thought it was a relationship until the final couple, which then allude to business as business, which wouldn't be a relationship. Yeah, I mean, if he's getting her to but sign I, some like a prenup or paperwork, yeah, be maybe. Business. But I also think that he's probably just bored. I think that there could be a case to be made that he has asked the Vikings to trade him, but this is just basically trolling. I mean, who who knows? See, I think I think there is a very very low percent chance that Diggs Thielen. Dalvin Cook and Kirk Cousins are all on the roster in 2020 when Week One opens up. Fair, because because Dalvin Cook's going to need a new contract almost certainly for that. To, I, 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 there could get 
there could be some interesting and awkward things Thielen's there. Thielen's going to be the Thielen's set in stone because he's not going to hold out and he's got the contract, right? Yep, that's that's fair enough. And Kirk Cousins is obviously guaranteed $27 million. So now it comes down to two guys. So Dalvin Cook, Stefan Diggs. Yep. And I'd love to know how aggressive are the Vikings feeling? This like, Just to loop in the Dom Capers news, too. Now, Dom Capers is well-versed in the 3-4 defense. So are the is this the first sign of the Vikings looking to really shake certain things up? Are they going to implement new structure to their defense? Are they are they looking at what's happened the last couple of years and saying we can't run it back with the same everything? We can't run it back with the same mostly the oh, same players, mostly the, mostly the same schemes. Is him going to a three four? Which by the way he did run in Dallas, I believe. <laughs> That's juicy. That is completely reckless speculation. Tom Capers is basically the inventor of the three four. He's one of the guys who helped design this scheme and bring it to the league. Could this be the way to unlock Anthony Barr? Well, this this would make sense, right? If you're, it would you're help paying unlock a dude fifteen million dollars, he'd, he'd rush. And if if this is a guy that you feel like could maybe get ten, twelve sacks, and what if Zim went to a three four, it shouldn't be that shocking. Okay, John Harbaugh went to a completely new offense I'm, when yeah. when it was apparent that well, my chess pieces are different than mm-hmm. they were a little while ago. So let's let's create some new structure on offense. I think I think great coaches should be looking to evolve and do things like this, right? In fact, if Mike Zimmer went to a three four defense or even just implemented more three four principles to his defense, and that's why he's hiring Tom Capers, I would think I already think highly of him as a coach, but the knock on him is sort of, oh, it's my way or the highway and this is the way I do things. Well, if you were to evolve and change the structure of his defense, kudos. Major kudos. But I'm with Judd. I think Stefan Diggs is just screwing with us. <laughs> Reckless speculation. Stephon Diggs. I think he just likes to have fun with us. That's why he winks into cameras. Plus, I think he gets bored. Yeah. I think that's all it is. I think he is a relatively young person who gets bored and has Twitter at his disposal mm-hmm. and figures why not. Yeah. That doesn't mean he's happy here, and that doesn't mean that he would, would look for a trade, but I could also see this being like, oh, I'm going to screw with the fans, the media, what the heck. I mean, here's more, okay? This is from mid-January. I think this is after... When did the Vikings get eliminated? Before January 18th, right? Yeah, it was like January 11th or something. Okay. So a week after they were out, Diggs tweeted, Only holding up I do is my end of the bargain. Only lacking I can do is my lack of responses. I don't know, man. Well... Be careful what you wish for a day before that. I mean, you might be right. But they they also they also might come to the conclusion that to Phil's point, if they're going to bring Dalvin Cook back, right? You can't bring everybody back. It's going to cost too much. Are, are you going to bring Griffin back? I don't think so. I don't know though. Are you going to bring Harris back? I can't pay two safeties that that much. At some point in time, something has to give here. And oh, by the way, I also need to go get cornerbacks. Yeah. Yeah, this is, man, this is going to be so much fun for the next two months. Can you afford to have two tight ends and two wide receivers and a running back who all, forget salaries for a second, all want the ball? Yeah. No, this is, there's so much to unpack here, and there's so many different paths they could go down, which is why Purple Daily, 2 to 4 o'clock, also available on the Score North app. Apple or Spotify is all over these stories every single day with Matthew Collar leading the way. Can we talk about this baseball thing next? This thing Rob Manfred wants to do to further ruin the game. Oh, I thought you were talking about the other baseball thing. What there's, other baseball thing? There's two thing? juicy baseball things today. The lawsuit. 
All that too. Out. Yeah. Can we do both of those For if we sure. have time? And by the way, D'Angelo Russell is making his Timberwolves debut tonight against the Raptors. Cat and D'Angelo Russell. won 13 consecutive, right? Have they? The Raptors, I think they're on a 13 game winning streak. So they ran into this buzzsaw. Yeah. It was fun Saturday, man. Did they make 26 threes against the Clips? I don't think so. You know what? In the world of the Timberwolves, Saturday was just fun. And that's, it's sad to say, but that's all I'm looking for right now. And are you interesting? Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell have uh, combined to purchase $1,000 for their uh, worth of tickets. tickets, They're gone. Each. They already bought a thousand each. They didn't combine yeah, to buy two thousand. Two thousand, but they're gone. Yeah. Nice. So, first come, first serve. They're they're gone. I've got four. Oh, you bought four? I, no, you're not buying them. They're free. Oh, they're free. I get it. They're buying. Okay. That's I got four for tonight's game. No, oh, that oh, the, future uh, game. Okay. Wednesday, Charlotte. All right. Nice. So not a great game, but what the heck? Mackie and Judd with Rami in the middle of this appy hour as well. Thirty more minutes. Actually, thirty-four more minutes. If you want great second-row seats to a wild Vegas game tomorrow night at the X, all you have to do, if you want your chance to win, download the Score North app, register when it prompts you, and enter through Listener Rewards, which is just the little top menu. You can click on it, and you'll see Listener Rewards. If you already have the app, just go into it, enter through Listener Rewards, and you'll be eligible to win tickets. Second-row seats, we have two pairs to give away, so we'll have two different winners tomorrow night. Wild and Vegas, 7 p.m. at the X. Only available this ticket opportunity between now and 6 o'clock tonight. We'll come back with a couple interesting baseball stories. And we'll wrap with Royce, Mackey, and Jump with Rami. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy Five or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.